fit after 30 show episode number six with martin brady leave baggage behind lessons from an army sniper let's go Welcome to the Fit After 30 show, the podcast for those who refuse to accept that they're past it or that their best days are behind them and are ready to demand more from themselves despite some potential new challenges. Aches might be there, your time might be a little limited and your responsibilities are likely through the roof. But ultimately, if you're listening in, I know you're not up for just settling. Welcome in once again as we explore how to excel and balance physique, family and fat loss in this new chapter of your life. I'm your host Sharif Lawton and this is the Fit After 30 show. Yes, yes, yes guys, what is going on? Sharif Lawton here from the Fit After 30 podcast and I'm here with Martin Brady. Martin, what is up brother? Sharif, how are you? How's things buddy? Yes, all good, all good, all good. And uh, I just want to give the listeners a quick introduction into when I first kind of heard about you and, and sort of like picked up on your story. And that was when you had a hot seat in uh, one of the mentorship groups that we're in. And I'll be honest with you, bro. It was one of those mornings. I was super busy. I was like making breakfast. I was running around. I nearly didn't tune in because I was like, I've got a lot on. But I was like, you know what? Like, let's just have a little listen. And I kind of listened to you, your message, your story, your delivery. And I, you know, I shit you not. My wife was with me at the time. And both of us were like, wow. Like that was really something. And, um, you know, a lot of the, the kind of lessons in which you talked about was something which I, I really want to kind of pick your brains more about. But I, I found it truly inspirational to kind of hear where you've been from, your coaching philosophy and how, you know, your past has potentially now shaped the guy that you are, the way you do things and all the rest of it. So first and foremost, bro, I just want to say thanks so much for coming on because I know how precious your time is. I appreciate it. And uh, I think the listeners are going to get a ton of value, bro. So uh I guess if we could start with like a little bit about you, your backgrounds, how do we go from like the, the forces to, you know, an online coach, where was that transition? And uh, yeah, just kind of tell people who you are, what you do. Yeah, totally. Uh, firstly, Sharif, thanks for having me on. You know, really, really looking forward to getting into this and just sharing my whole background and my story with all of your listeners. Uh, so I suppose my background from around teenage years, I always would have been like really, really competitive into sports and things like that, but it would have been massively underweight like I was think I was even 17 when I first joined the army, I was just over eight stone. So I was like, you know, like massively underweight in comparison to all the people in that environment, because obviously the military, it's a masculine environment. So boxing was my big sport. I was a very, very competitive boxer. I would have been boxing um, with the Irish team. So I was boxing at international level, which was really, really good. But I suppose I just made the decision when I was 17 to transition, join the army, and just challenge myself in, in that aspect of my life. I'll get a little bit more later on the podcast as to why I decided to join the army. But essentially, whenever I did go in there, like I said, it was massively underweight, hugely masculine kind of environment. So I felt a little bit inadequate. I felt a little bit out of my depth within there because it was, I think it was like two or three weeks after my 17th birthday. But what I learned really, really quick in the army was like, the importance of environment, the importance of support, the importance of leadership. And those things just really kind of like catapulted my career. And I suppose that was even the foundations for, you know, transitioning to where I am today. 
So like throughout my military career, I would have looked, worked in a leadership capacity from a very, very young age. From 17, I went to Liberia. That was my first tour of duty. So Liberia and Africa at the age of 17. And I spent six months over there. I actually celebrated my 18th birthday over there with my brother, who is also, he's a sergeant in the army today. And I suppose working in that environment from a young, young age, it's only even whenever I started to share my story with, with you guys and share my story with people in the fitness industry that I realized it's not normal. But to me, it was normal. To me, that's just the way life is. But then it really is after, like to serve with the army in Africa for your 18th birthday is not normal. <laughs> it's, it's, it's different. So um, when I came back from there, there was a couple of like things out there that I did in terms of uh, boxing, in terms of like, I suppose challenges that I kind of stepped up to the plate with that my company sergeant obviously identified that I had you know leadership potential but I felt very young I was still a little bit underweight like I wasn't even shaving you know when I was in Africa <laughs> I don't I don't think I shaved and in the army you have to shave every day I don't think I shaved for six months <laughs> I don't even think I brought razors with me being honest but he uh, Dave Heafy was his name he identified that I had leadership potential and I remember him saying that to me out there he said, whenever we come home, I, I definitely think you should be looking to go on uh, an NCO's course, which is a non-commissioned officer's course, trains you to be the rank of corporal. And that's a, that's a nine-month course. So I did that course, and I was the youngest student on it. So I was just 19 doing the course. And I was awarded the best overall soldier, sort of like 47 students. There was people on it who were snipers. There was people on it who were ex-special forces. You know, people were on it who had like 15, 16 years experience in the army, loads of tours of duties overseas. And for me, I suppose to be awarded the best overall soldier in that kind of environment, it just massively elevated my confidence and massively elevated the belief that I had in myself as a leader. And that just gave me, I suppose, the, the springboard to go on and just take on bigger and better challenges. So in total, I served 17 years in, wow. the, in the forces. Um, I did pretty much every weapons course, every intense course you could think of. So I was a sniper. You know, that would have been like, I suppose, the most challenging course that I would have completed, the, the level that I completed that. So there's, there's an award called a badge where you get a sniper badge if you pass the course with, with distinction. Very, very few people, like probably less than 2% of people in the army will badge their sniper course. So again, that was just another kind of achievement that really elevated my confidence with leadership. Right up until my 17th year, I would have been in a position where I was always coaching people, leading people, guiding people in some way, shape or form. Whether it was training recruits, whether it was training corporals, whether it was running courses, even Lebanon in 2015, I was in charge of an operational post with, with 40 people working with me uh, right on the blue line between Lebanon and Israel. And I suppose I started to get a little bit, not distorted, but I hit that stage in life, like we all do. Uh, obviously the average listener here is gonna be over the age of 30, where you kind of, you're thinking ahead and you're thinking what's the future kind of hold for me. And I suppose I was looking at people who were spending their whole life in the military to the ages of 55, 60 years of age. And their whole identity was based around that. That's yeah. who they were. Yeah, yeah. And it kind of consumed their life to a way because whenever they retired, like I spoke to many, many people who served their whole life in the forces, 
And whenever they retired, they lost a big, big part of their identity. They lost who they were. And it was just like surviving the day. So I kind of started to look a little bit at how I can take all these leadership skills, how I can take all the experiences, everything that I've learned over the years, the obstacles, the disappointments that I've overcome, and start applying this to different aspects of my life. So I started around 2012, 2013, studying strength and conditioning. That developed into nutrition. Uh, later, that developed into mindset coaching, life coaching. And it all just kind of like snowballed to a point where I had these skills and I had no choice but to kind of like transition into uh, into the fitness industry, which is where I am today, obviously, as an online coach. I'm running a p- premium program. And I'm sure we get a lot more into that throughout the podcast. Absolutely solid, man. And that just makes a ton of sense in terms of like you building up those transferable skills, which you've learned in the army to obviously what you do now, which is which is epic. Um, I'm going to butcher this story. So pull me up if and when I get it wrong. Right. But part of the hot seat in which I was really like, wow, that was uh, fascinating. And just going back to like your snipers course. It's something along the lines of like you had no background in shooting or in snipering, but you just basically told the the chap, like, listen, put me in and I promise you I'm going to be one of the 2%, which like gets the job done. Come hell or high water, I'm going to get that badge. And obviously, you know, you you achieved that and you got it. So for me, like you're very much like, right, I will do what I need to do to, to get the job done. How do you now transfer that attitude to your clients and, and then, you know, especially give them that autonomy with their own health and fitness journey? Because it is hard and, it, you know, there is challenges and all the rest of it. So how, you know, how have you kind of like managed to give them that attitude and of like, you know, come whatever happens, this is going to work. We are going to make this transformation happen. Right, let's go. Yeah. So whenever I coach, I try to be very, very relatable. And I'll always relate a story of my life where I've overcome a certain challenge, a certain obstacle, a fear of failure. And every single one of those is thrown at you on a sniper course. Because on a sniper course, I won't go into the nuts and bolts of how the course conducted because it's probably a full podcast episode in itself, but you will fail a lot. Like from day one in that course, there's going to be tests, challenges, things that are almost set up for you to fail question yourself where you're not always going to be winning you're not always going to be moving in the right direction and that's very very similar to fat loss that's very very similar to weight loss there's always going to be obstacles disappointments things come up that we need to overcome and the biggest thing that i took away from that course is you need to learn from your failures yes and invest it into the future you can't just keep failing at something and going back and repeating the same thing and yeah. i know there's all different like expressions of this on social media but what einstein says stuff but sometimes you need to physically experience that yourself yeah and for me it was experiencing doing something wrong and instead of just being disappointed and kind of you know playing the victim a little bit and saying yeah. okay let's just go let's look at what i did wrong and what's the solution so my program and how I coach at the minute is very much a solution-driven program. We focus 10% of the time on the problem yep. and 90% of the time is focused on the solution. Yes, I love that. And you can almost kind of hear the kind of outcome in which the person wants, judging by the question or the quality of the question or even the tonality of it asked. Like, do they actually want to moan and play the victim? Or are they like, yo, this is the problem. This is what I've tried. What do you think? Let's get to the bottom of it. Solution-focused, right? Yeah, 100%. And like for that, again, a lot of that comes down to like a a word I use a lot. And I've only really started to understand this word myself over the last two to three years is ownership. Yep. And like, there's no really clear definition of ownership for your health and your fitness. We all say you need to kind of take ownership of your health. You need to take ownership of your fitness, especially in your 30s, especially in your 40s. 
But for me, exploring, taking ownership of those things a little bit more, like you say, it comes down to your attitude. Yeah. Right? It comes down to your attitude. If you perceive something to be very hard, it's going to be hard. If you tell yeah. yourself <laughs> weight loss, fat loss is hard, it's challenging, it's boring, then it's, that's what it's going to be. Whereas if you tell yourself that it's exciting, it's a challenge, it's, I'm gaining so much from my life by investing in my health, by investing in my fitness, then that's what you're going to get. You know, it, it, a lot of it does come down to, to the attitude of the individual. 100%, 100%. It's like how you view challenge, what's it giving you, what's it teaching you rather than like what's it, you know, hindering you from sort of thing, which is, uh, which is epic, dude. And uh, you know what? One, one thing, again, uh, you probably talked about this a lot since that podcast and probably the, the main kind of like point of that hot seat or the podcast or what have you was your whole kind of mantra or attitude of leaving baggage behind because to me honestly if I was to pick one thing out of that hot seat from even to this day I have taken that concept personally because it was so powerful and I was just like wow I didn't even realize how much baggage I had to you know move up and you know upgrade my identity to who I want to be so we talk a lot about mindset and identity but could you explain this concept which probably starts off even before you were in the forces because you were a very different person you had a very different mindset due to upbringing and what have you off leave baggage behind and what that now means if you want to you know upgrade your your identity and your self-worth and what have you um yeah let's go with that yeah totally so for me leaving baggage behind is that what I can, I did a course around four, three, four years ago called a breakthrough experience. Very, very good course. Teaches you how to live a lot more aligned with your values. Helps you to understand on a deeper level what you value in terms of where you spend your time, where you spend your money, where you spend your emotional energy, and all of these things. And what I realized is that I had a fixed mindset. Even though I was this like person who had such high standards in the army, I was always willing to take on bigger and better challenges. I had a fixed mindset because all my eggs were in that basket. I'm in this one environment and I don't seem to be looking left and right and seeing how can I deploy these skills into other aspects of my life. And what I realized is that in order to like change my mindset, I had to leave baggage behind. I had to be willing to evolve step into different spaces within my life and challenge myself that a little bit more in different aspects of my life. So for example, with um, the military, if I wanted to leave the military, right, I had to have a completely different mindset in order to do that. Yep. And the way I correlate it is it's like a jacket, right? Whenever you're like 10, 11, 12 years old, you have a certain jacket that you wear every single day. Whenever you're 20, 21, 22, you're not going to have the same jacket. You've changed it. You've upgraded it. Whenever you're 31, 32, 33, you're wearing a different jacket. You've upgraded. And your mind is the very same. Like be open to change. Be open to challenging yourself. And in order to do that, you have to leave the limiting beliefs, the baggage behind where you're hesitating, you're hiding, you're being hypercritical of yourself because you're afraid to take on bigger and better challenges. This could be in any aspect of your life. Like something I mentioned on, on that is something that people fear talking about a lot is, is money. You know, like for me growing up, my first, not job, I suppose, but my first, I suppose, experience of earning my own money was picking potatoes. Yep. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people in their 30s and 40s will correlate with that, especially from the countryside. But I used to pick potatoes from, I suppose, 12, 13 years old. Yeah. And I would get paid 25 pence for one bag of potatoes. And my goal every day was to pick 20 bags. So yeah. I would have that, that five pound note, which was unbelievable. So yeah. for me, 
to transition from a person who used to feel on top of the world from picking 25 pence bags of potatoes <laughs> to someone like who's probably running one of the most expensive programs in the country right now. Yeah. I had to make so many different mindset shifts along the way around that. With like education, whenever I was in school, I didn't apply myself, couldn't link school up to a career or future vision. So I didn't pay a whole lot of attention. And as a result, I used to tell myself that I was stupid. I used to tell myself that I had no academic ability. Whereas as I got older and I started to realize things that I valued, things that I enjoyed, I was massively educated in those areas because I was able to leave the baggage behind. I was able to stop kind of like limiting myself, hesitating, being hypercritical of myself and taking on bigger and better challenges. And it's very, very same with weight loss, fat loss, personal development or anything like that. Man, 100%, 100%. And it's those self-limiting beliefs, the stories that we tell that sometimes just hold us back so much. But I think it was more the way in which you described it. I really like the jacket analogy. Like everything just clicked for me. And I was like, wow, if I just kind of have some self-awareness, there is actually a lot of things that I am still latching onto. My previous identity, which is now no longer serving me. So I was like, right, that needs to go if I need to get here sort of thing. So that's why I personally found it so powerful. Um, I suppose what, and this is quite a hard question, man, but if someone comes into your program and you know, you know, they're a good fit for you and you know that you can change their lives and what have you, you know, a lot of people don't even have this awareness that they are holding on to a previous version of themselves. So like, how would you, you know, what pointers would you give someone to, you know, harness that skill set of leaving baggage behind? If you could tell that they were just, you know, they could be right there, but they're constantly telling themselves like they're the fat person, they got a slow metabolism, they're old, they're tired, they're overweight, they, da, 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 all the self-limiting beliefs, which we often hear. Um, what kind of steps do you kind of get into their minds to be like, do you know what, this is all, this was all the former you, we need to, boom, we need to get here. Yeah. The first thing is definitely becoming very, very clear on the person you want to be. And this is actually a work in progress for me right now with the program that I'm building out and I'm transitioning into where I've developed what's called like a mission statement. And again, taking this from my military career, because I look at what works, I look at what is successful, and I correlate it into the fitness industry. And that, that's what's unique about, about my coaching methods. So within the military, if you want to plan anything, anything, right, there's three headings we use, situation, mission, execution. So the situation is where you currently are right now, and the stuff that you're no longer willing to tolerate. And people have to get very, very disturbed by that. Like it takes time to sit down and put in the work and say, okay, what is it? that's impacted my life right now in such a negative way that I'm no longer willing to tolerate. Yeah. Not for another day, not for another week, not for another year. Yeah. I cannot see myself in three years' time still stuck in this position or worse. And you have to really, I suppose, own that situation and take control of it. And the way you do that is, is you have a mission, a mission statement. And I break this down under five headings, the exact same way they do in the army. Who, what, when, where, and why. So who is the person that you want to become? And that's not a sentence. Like in, in itself, that's a huge aspirational identity. Yeah. How do you look? What do people say? What do you say to yourself? How are you perceived? What's the enjoyment that you now have in your life that you previously didn't have because of this baggage that you're holding on to? It takes so much to even just work through that question. Who is the person you want to become? What are you willing to do in order to get there? That's a big, big question because in order to, to most people say I'm willing to do anything, but that can lead you into a position where you set unrealistic expectations yeah. 
and you start going over restrictive and all of these different things and it sets you up for failure. So it's who, what, when are you willing to do it? Okay. And making sure that you have the right environment, the right people around you at that moment in time, do it. Cause it's fine saying I'll start now, but if you haven't got the right support network in place, then now is not the right time. People always say no is the best time. No is the best time. If you've got the right people yeah. above and below to your left and right. hundred percent. Like no was the best time for me to transition into the fitness injury. Whenever I had you guys around me to give me the support, the guidance, the ear to listen to every single week yeah. without that, no wasn't the best time. So it's who, what, when, then where, where is this going to have the biggest impact on your life? And again, sitting down, working through that question, being able to analyze all of the things that you're going to gain as a result of achieving fat loss, of achieving weight loss, of just developing your mental, physical resilience and raising your standards yes. in every aspect of your life. Absolutely love that. So you'll take someone through that framework and be like, right, I need this at the very least fleshed out in some sort of draft before we even move forward. Yeah, this is actually just being drafted up right now by my graphic designer. So uh, again, coaching, it's evolving all the time. Yep. And like people like you and me, we're, we're not satisfied with just going through the motions and the normal fitness industry standard. We're trying to raise the bar consistently. So this is something that I'm actually working on at the minute. It's with my graphic designer, and this is going to be plugged into my new program over the coming weeks. So it's going to be absolutely epic. It just means people have that identity perspective of who they want to be and they're in a position to, I suppose, have that future vision, taste yeah. it, smell it, see exactly what it looks like. Dude, that's, that's absolutely phenomenal. And you just kind of touched something on, on, you know, just a minute ago, you're like, we're not talking about normal kind of fitness industry standards. And if you listen to, I don't know where we are in this podcast, 20, 30 minutes in, what have you, not once have we mentioned about training, about macros or like the normal kind of surface level stuff, because I feel like the identity, that's where, you know, things are really at to create that long lasting change. Now, what I would say, if we were to transition into like the problems that people think they have, people don't realize that they need that new identity and all the rest of it. But in terms of the people listening to this podcast, because I'm pretty sure we coach at the very least the same age, um, not necessarily the same sort of demographic, but age is going to be sort of similar. Uh, we probably come across the same kind of problems in terms of like, um, this is all well and good. I want to sign up, but boom, boom, boom. A lot of it is like family time issues. Um, I don't understand nutrition or like I'm always eating on the run. There's 101 million million things that, you know, people get in their own way about. A, what do you hear, which is really, really common in your kind of circle? And B, what do you then do about it? Something I hear quite a lot, right, is I'll try to lose X amount of weight myself just to get a good head start. And then I'll hire a coach. I get that a lot as well. I'll come to you when I'm fitter. I'm like, what? That, that doesn't make any sense to me. Sorry, go on. Incredibly common, especially with people in their 30s and 40s and I actually just recorded a video this morning and I said, you know what? I'm going to share this with Sharif because this is really, really good. Uh, you know, Kylie Rain, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Yep. All right, guys, anyone listening, if you haven't heard of Kylie Rain, check her out on Instagram, my mind coach. She's definitely the best mindset coach in the game. All right. But she shared this last year uh, with me and I thought it was very, very good. All right. And um, when you're in your, your teens and your twenties, there's certain things that we have to do right? Like uh, to get to where we want to be. We have to put in the hours. We have to put in the graft. We have to, you know, dog it out a little bit in our careers with our health and fitness. Like even both myself and yourself, like how many things have we tried in our twenties and it just cost us so much time. 
Name it. Unbelievable. Yep. <laughs> and the way she explained it is that's the, that's the mule where you're trying to carry all the weight. You're trying to carry all the load. You're trying to do everything yourself, right? Now you're a little bit older. You need to transition into the magician. Yeah. Right? You need to transition into the magician where you understand where everything is going and your decision-making is so much sharper. So to be the magician, if you don't understand about nutrition, you need to hire someone that understands that and can give you the correct guidance because you haven't got the same time to make those mistakes that someone as 21 has. Like if you're 33, you have so much responsibilities, your time uh, restricted on a weekly basis, then you have to be the magician. You can't be the mule who's willing to try it yourself. You have to be the magician. You have to be the person who decides that you're going to hire someone to take full control of your training, your nutrition, and you're delegating that stuff out. And that's what being a magician is. It's understanding what's my biggest struggles, what's holding me in this current position that I'm in right now, and who's the people that can help me to overcome this. So why would you, you're completely right. And I love that analogy, by the way, it's fantastic. Why do you think so many people are stuck in the mule mentality? Even though, like you quite rightly said, you know, they've got older, they've got kids, they've got family, they've got jobs, they've got, it's like you have less time now to like fuck around and, you know, try something which is not going to work a hundred times over. Why do you think people are still sort of stuck in that mindset rather than be quicker to be like, right, I'll outsource that problem just like I'll outsource, I don't know, some DIY that they were no good at, for instance. Everyone is completely different, right? But for me, right, perhaps it's people aren't living in line with their values and not linking it up to health and fitness. And this, this is something I speak about quite a lot. Whenever you're in your 20s, your values are completely different. Like my values whenever I was in my 20s was mule type values. <laughs> I wanted to be the student challenged all the time. Whereas now that I'm in my 30s, my values have completely changed. My values are leadership. My values are coaching. My values are teaching. My values are in the magician role. Like when I was in my 20s, I valued being on a gym floor and counting people's reps for an hour. Whereas now I understand that I'm, as the magician, I can get a lot more out of someone with a three-minute voice note and I can impact their week in a much better way than what I could by doing an hour on the gym floor counting someone's reps. And in order to, to, to get into that mindset even, you need to live in line with your values. Yes. And they will change. From 20 to 30, your values will change. Um, like most people in their, their 30s or 40s, you're going to value time. You're going to value your emotional energy a lot more. Most people think about weight loss every single day, especially in the 30s, especially in the 40s. One of the first questions I ask people in that age group is, how often do you think about weight loss? Is it something you think about every day? Is it something you think about every week? People would say, Jesus, numerous times a day. It's when yep. I'm getting changed, whenever yep. I'm eating, yep. whenever I'm on a night out, whenever I'm at work. Yep. I'm always thinking about weight loss. And I'm thinking, but what would you like to be thinking about instead of weight loss? Like, where do you want to be directing all that emotional energy? Because where your energy is going, it's what you value. So if you're thinking about weight loss all the time, but that's not what you value, you want to think, be putting that time and energy into something else, then you need to live in line with your values. Um, I could talk about that all day. What I would recommend people do is there's a Dr. John D. Martini. So dmartini.com, if you go to his website, there's actually a value determining questionnaire that you can fill out for free. Wow, it asks a number of questions. Where do you spend most of your time? Where do you spend most of your emotional energy? Where do you spend your money? 
Okay. And a lot of people will spend a lot of their money on materialistic things to, to plug that gap for areas that they're unhappy with in, in, in their body or in their life at the minute, you know? So I would recommend that you go and fill out that questionnaire and I guarantee it will really, really help you to determine number one, what you're valuing right now or what your life shows you value right now. And it can guarantee it won't be in line with what you really value or where you would like to be spending time, energy, money, and all these different things. Which even goes back to your last point. It's just like outsource it, get it done, like hire a magician, Bosch, right? So you yes. don't have to think about it every waking minute, which is which yes. is solid. And do like I know you've got a family. I believe you've got two young boys. I've got a little boy myself. A lot of the time, what I try and do is is especially the kind of the, the men and women who come on board to my program that it's so alien to like think about themselves and put themselves first. They see it as selfish, but as soon as you start to tie the you know what they're doing with like family and do you want to be that role model do you are you comfortable now you know your kids emulating the way you eat the way you drink the way you talk to yourself and they're like no of course not i would hate that so it's like right well maybe we now need to go down that value and be like this is not you know this is not about you anymore this is about something bigger than you and that often kind of kickstarts the process but would you say that's been impactful for you kind of talking about family yeah, 100%. And like not, not even just for clients, but even from my own perspective, like over the last number of years, when I focus so much more on, on personal development, it's had a huge impact on my family, massive, massive impact on my family, where I can, I'm, I'm more engaged, right? I'm a lot more engaged when I'm with them. I'm not distracted. Yep. If I'm at the wildlife park with my kids, I'm thinking about being at the wildlife park yes. with my kids. Yes. I'm not yes. thinking about work and not thinking about other things. And that comes back to, to managing your energy. Yeah. Uh, the time that I'm spending with my family, it's fully engaged. So for example, like, like so many people, if, if, if you're unhappy with where you currently are right now, with your health and with your fitness, and it's like creating a massive barrier or obstacle for you to be fully fulfilled and engaged with your family. So many parents tell me that they don't have the confidence to bring their children swimming. If you don't have the confidence to bring your children swimming, you don't have the confidence to bring your children on holidays. If you don't have the confidence to bring your children on holidays, you're losing out on so many different memories, right? And your children grow up really, really quick. Yeah. Except my wife, when I stood back last night, we were watching our kids playing out in the garden. And my oldest boy is 11. And we're just thinking, like, where did those years go? I know. And I would be crushed if I genuinely, and I don't say that to make people feel bad or anything, but I would be crushed if I wasted their whole childhood not being in a position where I could be fully engaged with them because I didn't look after myself, because I didn't prioritize my own health and fitness. And when I'm out and I'm able to play with them, when I, if they want to go to the pool and I can go to the pool with them, it's not about having six pack abs or anything like that. It's just about being comfortable in your own skin to do those things. I'm building a huge amount of memories that you know I have for a lifetime because I was selfless. I put the time, put the effort into myself. And it's the same with my clients. That's something I say to them all the time. You're not being selfish. Personal development is selfless. It's going to impact your family. Your energy and confidence that you bring to the workforce is massively going to increase. Your future vision, your certainty at work, the authority, the respect that you have in the workforce, that's all going to increase as a byproduct of you investing more time, more energy, more resources into your own health and fitness. 100%, man. That was the... 
it's so so powerful and i think that last little you know 10 15 seconds is going to literally send tingles up the back of a lot of parents who have been burying their head in the sand who have been using the same excuse of like oh it's you know i'm too old and stuff like that and making it all about them when the reality is it's not about you and also you're actually you know impacting potentially your your child's life negatively and i know not to go down that route and all the rest of it but some people need that kind of like hard truth of you know if you don't sort this out this is not just going to impact you. So, um, dude, I think that that was phenomenally powerful. Um, we're going to wrap up just there because I don't want to take up any more of your valuable time. But, dude, that was that that was phenomenal. I really appreciate your time. I got you know even more value out of this than I did on the uh, on the very first conversation. So, bro, thank you so much, man. Um, if people wanted to find out more about you, about the program, about where they could kind of contact you, where's the best place to find you? Perfect. Uh, firstly, Sharif, thanks very much for having me on. It's always fantastic chatting and I really, really enjoyed that. Uh, if anyone wants to find out more about me, my name is MB Strength Coach or Martin Brady on Instagram. So you can get me there. That's my tagline is MB Strength Coach. Solid. Nice one, brother. Have a great day. And uh, yeah, we'll speak soon. Cool. Thanks very much for having me on. Guys, I hope you enjoy it.